Hey there, welcome to the Changing Our Minds podcast. I'm your host, Carolee, and we're back for another Christmas encouragement. Stay tuned. We'll dig right in. We're back today with another another post or no, another episode. You can tell I'm mixing my podcast with uh, my blog during this series. We're doing a series of 12 Days of Christmas, and we are back. Today, we're going to read through a post. Um, it's another five-minute Friday post from the blog that was written in December of 2016. So we'll just dig right in. This is 5-Minute Friday, and our one-word prompt is now. Now. It's such a bossy word, right? At least it can be. It's very decisive. Maybe that's more like it. It sets a timer and hits start before you have a moment to settle in and prepare. Except, I can't say for you, but for me, I still manage to put now off for a little bit. To push him aside or ask him for grace because now is so often just a little more than inconvenient. He speaks up on us somehow. He sneaks up on us somehow while being in plain sight. Now, it can be exciting and full of adventure and finally, and why did it take so long to get here? Or it can be dreaded and it can stir up feelings of inadequacy and I can't yet and how is it time already? The first thing that came to mind when I saw the prompt was the old school worship song, Come, now is the time to worship. Come, now is the time to give your heart. And that is just exactly it, right? Now is the time, this time, this season of Advent and of Christmas and of Jesus living, leaving all of heaven to wear flesh and blood and walk among us. Now is the time to worship. Now is the time to give our hearts. Now is the time to prepare him room, to slow for even just a moment and remember how he came for us, how he came as a lamb in a barn and paid our ransom on a cross on a hill so that one day he could usher us back into the loving arms of our Father. This is why we celebrate, why we slow and light the candle and wrap the gifts that no matter what always pale in comparison to the gift himself. This is why Christmas warms our hearts and shifts and refocuses our priorities because we forget. We forget that now is the time. We fall for the lie that it's too soon or too late or too bossy and who wants that anyway or just too much. We fall into the trap of believing that we have all the time in the world or that the world is coming to an end and neither one of those things are true, my friend. And do you know how I know this? (laughs) Because God so loved the world, and that hasn't changed. Because God became flesh and dwelt among us. He moved into the neighborhood, and he has been moving ever closer ever since. Now. Now is the time to worship. Now is the time to give our hearts. And as I wrap this up, let me tell you real clear, I am preaching to my own self here. I have been nailing it and getting all the things done. And our God, he is patient and kind, but he is also waiting for us to worship, to give our hearts, to come to him and to silence the other distractions that pull at our heart and home and to quite literally choose him and prepare him room over and over again. 
again and again, giving him more room, more of our hearts and our hopes and more of our hurts and hesitations to hand it over, friend. He can handle it. He first came in a cradle, but he grew and his arms were spread wide and nailed to a cross so that he could redeem us all and lead us back into the loving arms of the Father. This is Christmas, and now is the time. Now is the time. Reading over that post, I am reminded that now is the time. And I think we can lose track or we can put things off. And so I encourage you during this season to take a moment and ask him if there is something that he's been asking you or telling you and you have been putting it off or you have been allowing the enemy to whisper lies to you that feel or sound like truth that it's too soon or it's too late or it's not for you. Um, now is the time to hone in your spiritual ears, tune into him and hear what he has to say. I'm going to go ahead and read a second post uh, that was written in December of 2017. And it is um, another five minute Friday post. These are nice because they're a little shorter so we can fit a couple in, in one episode. Um, but this one is titled different. I didn't really intend to take a little holiday hiatus, but it seems as if that's what's happening. Life has been full, read busy lately, and I've been fighting to refine some margins. This truth, plus the fact that it's Christmas time and things have been a bit heavy and hard, and the fact that I'm in an internal processor, and the fact that I'm just plain old tired, y'all, well, all of that adds up to not much blogging as of late. I have intentions in writing book review posts and end-of-the-year fun and other things like that, but let's just keep it real. I'll pop in when I can for the remainder of the year, and we'll find a normal routine in writing hopefully come January yet again. Until then, I'll just play along with this, our final five-minute Friday link-up of the year. The one-word prompt today is different. <laughs> I was talking, uh, complaining to God about this just yesterday, about how this Christmas feels different. I know we have experienced lows and highs this year, and yet the holidays came quickly, and I didn't feel ready for them. I wasn't in the mood yet. Anybody? Anybody? Bueller? I kept thinking the Christmas spirit would come, but even by mid-December, I was still waiting for it to arrive. Christmas feels different. Void. Traditions are still shifting and changing, and we're making necessary adjustments, but it feels not the same. Somehow, not as good. At least that is what the enemy whispers loud to me in the corners of my spinning mind. I've been preparing him room in my heart, but that's but it's my mind that is overworked and overcrowded, and lately it seems I just can't get it to take a break already. I force myself to slow and stop, to breathe in deep and close my eyes, to close out all the distractions and the doubts, all the worrying and the wondering, all the less than and lackluster that has been constantly clamoring for my attention. <laughs> Tis the season, right? I deck the halls and wrap the gifts and still that magical feeling is lacking and I just can't, it just can't be me. It just can't be because of all the heavy and hard. Lackluster just keeps coming back to me and I know what it means, but I look it up anyway. And this is how it is defined. 
lackluster, lacking in sheen, brilliance, or vitality, dull, mediocre. Yep, I think. That about sums it up. And I consider working up my emotions and lecturing myself to remember the truth that I know and yet sometimes forget. But the thought of faking it or just getting through has no allure to me anymore. I have zero drive or desire to just call it in on any day, but especially on the holidays. So I give myself permission to feel. I give myself permission to grieve, but not despair. I allow my feelings to come out in the open and step into the light, but they are not allowed to boss me or manipulate me into believing their lies. No, this is Christmas time and Advent, and it's all about Jesus and his coming, and it's all about the waiting. And oh, how we are all waiting for something, right? For someone, for some answer to a prayer whispered in the dark, for some solution to a situation that you're tired of feeling is hopeless. We are all waiting for something. And then I decide that I would press through and light the Hanukkah lights anyway, even though I was saturated and lackluster. And I said out loud into the dark of night the blessings about how the king of the universe is to be praised because he kept us in life, sustained us, and enabled us to reach this season. He kept us in life, keeps rolling around on my tongue, and I can almost taste the hope in it. I speak bold and clear the verses all about how the light of the world has come and how darkness cannot comprehend it. Some translations say cannot or did not overcome it. Yeah, that, that is the truth that sometimes my feelings convince me is untrue. That this darkness and this heaviness and all this heart is meant for me to carry, for me to solve or fix or heal. And it's not. I am not the savior. I am not the light, but oh, how he dwells in me. As I lit those candles and recited the words that Jesus himself spoke out under Middle Eastern skies, I felt a little luster stirring, a little light shining brighter. Jesus came. This is Advent and this is Christmas, and he came through flesh and blood in flesh and blood. He was placed in a cradle long before he hung on a cross, but he came And while we live in this world, we will have a bit of heavy and hard, it's true. Some seasons are more more full of that than others. But we also have joy and grace. We have the assurance that he came and that he is coming still. I don't know about you, but I've had many conversations this year with many people about how their holidays feel less lovely and more, well, lackluster than before. I admit to it being right in the midst of them. But speaking the blessings and reading the verses out loud in the dark shifted something in me just enough that a little more light could shine through. Instead of just pleading, begging, doubting that some magic would happen, I decided to join ranks with the multitudes before me and align my heart to hope and my soul to yearn as I choose to wait. I'm not just waiting for Advent to as my friend Michelle says, feel more Adventy, or for Christmas to feel more Christmassy. I'm waiting with expectant hope to embrace the one who is the gift, the one who is the present. I'm praising the king of the universe who kept us in life, sustained us, and enabled us to reach this season. And all of a sudden, 
Then Jesus said, I am the light to the world, and those who embrace me will experience life-giving light, and they will never walk in darkness. John 8, verse 12 in the Passion Translation. I'm praying you experience life-giving light and embrace the Christ child and King this Christmas season as well. Until next time, happy holidays.